from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Montobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Second hour, you know what we do here on the Opening Lines. We got a lot of lines to get to for next week. We are through with the bye weeks in the National Football League. We are in what is called the home stretch, Matt Humans. All right, so as we look ahead to the next week of the National Football League, we begin Thursday, December 23rd, San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. So, ranging look-aheads, right? Some spots open Tennessee on the look-ahead, minus one. Other spots, 49ers, minus one. Reopens, though, San Francisco now a three-point favorite on the road against the Tennessee Titans, which makes sense given the way that these two teams have been playing, given the injury situation for the Tennessee Titans, a brutal loss in the sense of they looked abysmal today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they did, and that was not a big surprise to me because the previous week when they shut out the Jaguars, they had 263 total yards. And you you might have said, well, they're going to have more uh, healthy players on offense this week in Pittsburgh. I I didn't think it really mattered. I like the Steelers. That was my best bet of the week. I'm uh, looking to fade the Titans. They've now dropped three of four. But in this scenario, I think this line adjustment might be a little bit too much. So the look ahead was either Niners minus one or Titans minus one, depending where you were where you were looking, right now you're seeing San Francisco a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, I still think this Tennessee defense needs uh, to be respected enough that uh, the home dogs are going to be desperate in this spot, and three-and-a-half is, uh, I, I think, too much. Circus at three, minus 120. The Westgate at three-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I would probably even look to take the dog at plus three-and-a-half because I'm not sure that that hook is going to stay on the three this week. Yeah, for the uh, Atlanta for the Atlanta Falcons, and this is what I find interesting in this matchup for Tennessee in terms of taking on San Francisco's defense. Falcons had four drives where they had a snap inside the eight-yard line of San Francisco. Ended up with three uh, points. In that score drives. is a little bit deceiving. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, Falcons 49ers game today, and uh, again, that's why I think the Niners being three and a half is a little bit too much here. Yep, would agree. So we go to Saturday, December 25th. That's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Christmas week, best time of the year. Cleveland Browns at the Green Bay Packers. Again, we haven't seen the Cleveland Browns play yet. We also don't know who's going to be available for this game. 23 players, one head coach, and there's only one head coach on a team, uh, but all in the COVID protocol right right now for the Green or for, excuse me for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Then you get the Green Bay Packers, so we can talk about this. It's something you and I have touched on. Mm-hmm. All season long, the Packers have not been like a put-em-away type of team, right? They've been like a slow burn, but they're one of the better ATS teams. Today, it's, I think, somewhat worrisome. They had no answer for Mark Andrews whatsoever, the Baltimore Ravens' tight end. And they allowed well, they the had an answer for him on the two-point conversion. They did. They did. But they, you know what I mean? Like they, they, get, they allow the Ravens to get right back in this game and ultimately have to turn them away on that two-point conversion. But 
you know, I think a somewhat worrisome performance from Green Bay on back-to-back weeks now because you slept through the first half against the Chicago Bears the week prior. Well, also, you have to take into consideration Aaron Rodgers had uh, four starting offensive linemen out today. Yeah. <laughs> so that might Still have, dropped over 30 and points. And still too. put up 31 yep. points uh, with an offensive line that was uh, decimated. So I, I'm, I'm still, you know, somewhat impressed with the Packers. And uh, when you see the Buccaneers getting shut out at home tonight, why aren't, the, you know, why wouldn't you rank the Packers the number one team in the NFC right well, now? Well, I think you have to. Uh, so I think they deserve. Uh, this kind of respect, and you know, I'm not a big Browns guy. Let's see what the Browns do against the Raiders on Monday. We'll talk about that game a little bit more. Uh, but I, I, w- I would have made the Packers seven or seven and a half. I think when you're circle right now is an eight and a half, yep. maybe a little bit too much. I think the Packers are almost on that coast mode right now, where we're just trying to win the game, and we don't care if we, you know, win by a big margin. Uh, and we'll talk about a two point de- uh, conversion decision by John Harbaugh a little bit later. Uh, but that was a game the Packers should have co- Packers should have rolled to an easy win today. Yes, and they gave the Ravens a chance to win that game late. All right. So from there, and by the way, uh, if you go back all the way back to the uh, NFL guide that we had preseason, this is my Super Bowl preview. What's that? My Brown. I had Browns Packers. Browns Packers. Yeah. So maybe you never know. This could be a Super Bowl. Preview. I had. You know, I'm, I'm struggling to remember exactly what I had. I either had Buccaneers Patriots or Packers Patriots. I, I know you had the Patriots. I want to say you okay. had Packers Patriots, but regardless. Somewhat uh, Nostradamus-esque. All right, Indianapolis Colts at the Arizona Cardinals. We talked about this game at length earlier in the program, but uh, to reiterate for those just joining us, Cardinals, look ahead five, gets adjusted to two and a half. We're down to as low as one in favor of Arizona against the Indianapolis Colts. Cardinals, three and three straight up, two and four against the spread at home. And as we know, the Indianapolis Colts, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, eight and three in their last 11 games. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to be a popular play here as two-point road dogs. The Cardinals uh, fading fast and. uh They've got some issues offensively, not at full strength. The only thing that bothers me about making the Colts bet, it kind of looks too easy to just take the Colts plus two. Like you said, the look ahead, you're getting a lot more value on this play. You were getting uh, the Colts as uh, five-point dogs in some spots, right, on the look ahead? Yeah. I still think uh, there's a little bit of value in the Colts plus two. I think this game probably goes off pick em, or Arizona minus one. And uh, – the only thing that bothers me is the Colts are going to be so popular, and I hate to be on the popular sides in the NFL. I agree. Uh, and but it, also just sitting back with futures plays in Indianapolis, just wanting to win this game at this point. Don't need to really invest in a lot of them. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. I think the story here is, one, the look ahead was 11, gets readjusted to 14, but it's the injury situation. Today, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette all go down for Tampa Bay, and one at least has been diagnosed. Chris Godwin is an MCL sprain. Looks like he's going to miss time. I think you can pretty much chalk him up as an absence for this game on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Buccaneers will only have two covers on the road this year, probably going to go off as double-digit favorites against Carolina. Then get to the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, look ahead was nine with a total of 43.5, reopens 10.5. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be for the New York Giants as we head into next week. Could be Jake from State Farm. It could be Mike Lennon. Who knows? But it's a nightmare for the New York Giants. I'll tell you this, if Daniel Jones ain't going to be available, it should be Jake Fromm. you got to see what you have at some point, right? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And who knows, Jake Fromm might not even be on the roster next year. This whole roster might get gutted. But if uh, if it's not Daniel Jones, why the hell would you play Mike Glennon? Right. Makes no sense. So it's just like, why would the Panthers play Cam Newton? We've seen at enough. This point? <laughs> We've seen <laughs> enough. Just, uh, play the young quarterback and uh, take a shot. You never know. You might end up with Kurt Warner, American underdog. No. <laughs> It does look like a really bad movie. And, <laughs> and again, to reiterate, Eagles will play on Tuesday against the Washington football team, so we don't even know what's going to happen in that game. That might cause some adjustments from here. Chargers, 10.5 with a total of 45.5 on the open against Houston Texans. That was a look ahead. Gets readjusted today to 10.5, so no real adjustment there. There is an adjustment for the Lions, one of the best cover teams in the NFL, now 9-5 and five against the spread on the year. On the road against Atlanta, you said look ahead some spots with 7.5, right? In favor of the Atlanta Falcons? I did see that at the Westgate, yes. Yep. Well, we're down to four and a half in favor mm-hmm. of the Falcons. That's not surprising. The Lions have been really good. They deserve some respect here. The Falcons, again, as we talked about, San Francisco, somewhat fraudulent score. Four trips inside the eight-yard line against San Francisco. Only three points accrued on those trips. So the Falcons do have to get better from that standpoint. Let's go to the big one. Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. Two and a half look ahead. Readjusted to Cincinnati minus three and a half. And the Quote from Harbaugh after this uh, after this game today, outside of the uh, two-point conversion, is that they were hopeful that they would have Lamar Jackson this weekend. Yeah, well, he was hoping he would have Lamar Jackson against the Packers, so yep. I would 
think that he's got a pretty good chance to return against the Bengals next week. Again, October 24th, Bengals blew out the Ravens in Baltimore 41-17 to as six-point dogs. Uh, typically, I like the revenge, division revenge uh, situations. I don't think I would look at the Ravens here at anything less than plus three, though. It's such a beat-up Baltimore football team right now that it's kind of hard to back. But you do get a great effort from the Ravens every week. And again, uh, today I thought to fight back into that game against the Packers and have a chance to win. We've seen this from the Ravens a lot, man. They don't die easily. They're kind of like uh, Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. You really can't put them away. And when you look at the two-point conversion decision by John Harbaugh today, I don't necessarily disagree with it. And, you know, the play call, you could say eh, the play call could have been much better. Yeah. You know, at the same time, you got to put a little bit of that on the quarterback or a lot of it on the quarterback. A week ago, if Lamar Jackson had made a little bit better throw, it would have been a, a, two, or a successful two, and the Ravens would have beat the Steelers by one in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Today, I don't know if you noticed, but you had a receiver coming wide open in the back of the end zone, and he forced the ball, uh, tried to force the ball to the tight end instead. You had a guy wide open in the back of the end zone. That, if uh, Huntley sees him, easy completion, and the Ravens likely win that game 32-31, even though Aaron Rodgers still had 42 seconds in a timeout. Um, so I'm, I think a lot of people are going to be quick to rip John Harbaugh for that decision. I am not. I don't know. All I saw was that analytics have ruined the game. That's all I know. Analytics is a very broad term, and a lot of people don't even know what it means. <laughs> Monday, you watch the Monday night telecast on ESPN, and a team goes for two, and Steve Levy says, Lewis, it's analytics. It's Are, are you serious? It's the same thing with basketball. Not every three-point shot is analytics, <laughs> and not every time a team goes for it, it's analytics. No. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think we desperately need – desperately. Analytics need. don't always tell you to go for it. No. That's one of the, another misperception right now is every time a team goes for two or goes for it on fourth and short, analytics – Sometimes analytics tells you not to go for it. Uh, the uh, but analytics. Here, here's the uh, replay. Yeah. If you're watching, hit a receiver wide open in the back of the end zone. Tried to force the ball to the tight end. We're watching the replay on uh, Sports Center right now. But yeah, the, if, if Huntley sees the receiver, that's a two point conversion, successful try, and the Ravens go up 32 31. That's two weeks in a row the quarterback didn't make a good throw on the two point conversion. Yep. Uh, that's, by the way, the uh, analytics actually said kick the extra point there. Analytics said go for two on the first touchdown, right. as we have covered multiple times. Yeah. So with that, as we move on, but somebody will get mad and say analytics all angrily is a pejorative term because they have no idea how it goes. Uh, Los Angeles Rams on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. A look ahead here was Rams minus three and a half, uh, and then reopens at three. Again, we won't see the Vikings. Vikings actually one of the few teams that don't have COVID issues like ravaging their entire roster. Uh-huh. So we'll see if there's going to be any change leading up to this game. The Rams, though, do. They have a lot of guys on this uh, COVID list, including Von Miller, Tyler Higbee, starting offensive lineman. So by the time you get to this kickoff and after they play this game this week, that's going to be on Tuesday, maybe you get some guys back, but not surprising to see the Rams as a road favorite here against Minnesota. Vikings kind of have that feel of a a bet against team, I think, for a lot of people right now. Uh, We'll see how things play out this week. I'm I'm not buying in completely on the Rams yet. I know they've had... Oh, yeah. Uh, some COVID issues, but they've also got a lot of guys coming back from COVID, uh, which is why they're going to be favorites here. Um, let's pass on that game right now. I think as a better, it's it's tough to take a stand on that game at this point. Completely agree. Two consecutive covers for the uh, Rams, 14-point favorites against Jacksonville, and then, of course, winning outright as a three-point underdog on the road against the Arizona Matthew Cardinals. Stafford, by the way, off maybe the best game I've seen him play in his career Monday night at Arizona, considering uh, you know the situation and uh, the fact that he came up big in a primetime game against a winning team. All right, we got to wrap this, and we'll come back. We have the rest of the card to get to here on the open line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, the college bowl season has kicked off, and VSN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. All right, get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Uh, the VSN College Bowl betting guide can help give you an edge. Speaking of the edge, JVT and I will be back tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific. Reunited and it feels At the South Point for the edge. Get your digital copy of the Bowl Betting Guide today for only $19.99 at vcin.com. Slash Bowl Guide and uh, all the best bets from a panel of eight handicappers in there. I had a pretty good first weekend in the bowl games. Hope to keep it rolling this week. We're going to talk more bowls with Adam Burke of uh, vcin here in about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Off to a hot start bowl season. And in the Bowl Guide. A clean 1-0. That'll maintain itself, I'm sure. Fresno State not getting the cover helped your boy out big time. UTEP coming through. That's right. Nifty fake uh, what I sent you, right? UTEP miners could not get the win, but they got the cover. I think UTEP was looking for his first bowl win since 1951. Yep. (laughs) How old were you in 1951? Uh, I can't do the math. The negative something. Dave Koken was a spry 12 years old, though. So We move on. To the rest of the card in the National Football League, we get to uh, bowl games, and we'll get to, of course, uh, the games that have yet to be played in the National Football League. But we left off uh, Jacksonville on the road against the New York Jets. We've spent some time on this. We can skip through this pretty quickly, but Jets one and a half on the look ahead with a total of 41. Reopens one. You and I kind of in agreement. We'll probably float around pick, maybe even Jags minus mm-hmm. one. I will say that the market has had, throughout the season at times, has had a, like, as much as you can, Kind of like tepid respect for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember that Thursday night game they closed, what, as a seven-point favorite, I right, think, uh, right. against uh, was it Cincinnati in that matchup. Uh, we saw what they closed six today against the Houston Texans. So I would think that if the market goes in one direction, it would be toward Jacksonville. So from there, we go to the Buffalo Bills on the road against the New England Patriots, two with a total of 44 in the look ahead. Readjusted for some reason today to pick. But now we're back up to one and a half for the New England Patriots. And it's it, for me, it's the matchups yet again. It is New England and that run-blocking offensive line against the somewhat smallest front seven for the Buffalo Bills that have not shown this season that they can adequately handle power running attacks. No, you're right. It should be a bad matchup for the Bills like it was the first time in Buffalo, but that the weather conditions were going to be uh, uh, extreme that night in Buffalo. It's going to be much different this week. Josh Allen was not great today, 19 for 34, 210 yards. Uh, he did throw a pick, and he was sacked four times. Uh, I think the Bills tried to establish a run today against the Panthers, but again, that Panthers defense much different than what they're going to see from the Patriots uh, this week. The Bills had 27 carries for 119 yards. That's actually a really good rushing day for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Their defense struggles to stop the run. That's the thing. This Buffalo, you watched the Colts last night. The Colts are a really physical team, especially on the offensive line. And with the running attack. They were kicking ass for a good chunk of that game against New England. In a lot of ways, the Bills are opposites of the Colts. They don't mm-hmm. have the physical offensive line, the running attack. Their defense is not physical. They can get run over uh, by a team like the Colts. Uh, the only thing that the Bills and Colts, I think, do have in common is their quarterbacks are volatile and can implode yes. at any time, talking about Wentz and Josh Allen. Yep, and that's, by the way, uh, you talk about being 
opposites. That's why the Indianapolis Colts currently fifth seed in the AFC and the Buffalo Bills the seventh. So, and this is important. Not only, obviously, the division's still up for grabs for Buffalo, but obviously you want to hold on because a loss here, you're in danger of getting knocked out of the playoffs, or the playoffs entirely with teams like the Ravens and the Browns sitting at 8-6 and six and 7-6, and six respectively, at this point right now. Yeah, and the Ravens and the Browns are in danger of missing the playoffs as well. But the uh, the Bills with a loss here to the Patriots certainly going to lose the division. They're going to lose the AFC East. I think Vincent Vinny Maiulo, when he joined us in the first hour, sounded pretty uh, strong in his conviction that this game was going to uh, go up to Patriots minus 2.5 or 3. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think that's probably where it is. It's interesting that the market decided to uh, readjust itself today given the results that we've seen uh, from both of these teams. So from there, again, you know, this is the difficult part about this week, you know, and it's the difficult part now as we're entering this just surge in terms of COVID and positive tests and everything like that. Uh, a lot of noise, and a lot of these teams haven't played it. Case in point, Bears at Seahawks. All right, power to you if you want to bet this game right now. Look ahead with seven, reopen seven. We haven't seen the Seahawks play. We haven't seen the Bears play. And to make matters worse, which makes it, you know, somewhat unfair for Seattle, who didn't have COVID cases prior to today, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden got to add about six guys to the COVID list, so you don't even know what's going to happen there. <laughs> and as we have seen from a lot of these teams, humans, right, five or six COVID cases, like that will turn to 20. And you don't know who's going to be available by the time we get to next week. Yeah, life's not always fair. No, I trust me. NFL's I, not going to no. be. I was going over some of them. No, NFL's I, not fair. All the time, either. So, uh, yeah, I think that's one of those games you just wait to handicap. If uh, if you're looking at Bears Seahawks right now at seven, I think there's more of a chance it goes to seven and a half than six and a half, unless the Seahawks have massive COVID issues, which is mm-hmm. always a possibility. Yep. So, you're you're guessing on a lot of these situations. And Bears have their own mm-hmm. COVID issues as well. They've got a lot of guys on the COVID list too including quarterbacks and offensive linemen. and eh, they're, they're kind of a bad team, so we'll see if that even affects them. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. I am, as much as you can be for a double-digit spread, <laughs> I am fascinated by this game. Chiefs' re- uh, look-ahead was 9.5 with a total of 48. Reopens Kansas City minus 10. The Steelers today with another weird fourth quarter in which they score nine points. But ultimately, how about this? You get a win today, but you average 3.7 yards per play and 168 total yards, and you somehow yeah. win this game against the Tennessee Titans. Score 19 points on that many yards. Yep. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, they got some help from the officials. They got some help from the Titans on turnovers. You, you had a couple fluke turnovers in the game, and, and then you had Ryan Tannehill fumbling a snap. So yeah. the Titans uh, did pull sort of a Three Stooges routine in the second half of this game to help the Steelers pull out the win, which I was happy about because I bet the Steelers – JVT about, I'm going to say a month and a half ago, I said, man, i got to stay away from the Steelers team. They're just not very good. Yep. But then week after week, the Steelers are put in these situations where I think, you know what, I'm going to play the Steelers again this week. Baltimore game, right, when they're catching four and a half at home. I, I played them catching four and a half against today. Baltimore. I played them today. Yep. Uh, I played them getting six and a half at the Chargers when they lost by four. Yep. So I've actually played the Steelers in three of the last five games, and I've gotten a win against the spread in all three of those. I'm not going to press my luck here because the offensive issues you see with the Steelers are real, and I, I get tired of hearing myself say it, but it's true. It's smoke and mirrors. That's how the Steelers are winning of course right it is. now. Uh, I would completely agree with all that, and that's just their offense. Now their defense has to face a Kansas City Chiefs right. offense that is going to be – we have seen this whole turnover thing even itself out with the Kansas City Chiefs for the most part. This is still the exact same offense we've seen for the last few years. This is a secondary that is not very good in Pittsburgh, mm. but they have faced some I'll lesser. i the Steelers' run defense is weak. Right. That's a problem. Well, we, so we've seen the, their defense. Yeah. What, the, the real Steelers' defense was that Minnesota game, right? Yeah. That was, the, it was that game where you saw them just get <laughs> 29-0. Yep, they, they were just getting their asses kicked. And so I think this is something you're going to see from Kansas City in this spot where it just looks like a really, really good spot for Kansas City, and that's why they're 10-point favorites. So from there, we go to Denver on the road against Las Vegas. So quarterback questions here because Teddy Bridgewater, scary injury today, has to get taken off of the stretcher. Drew Locke takes over. Um, now we see the market readjust to Vegas minus one at home. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of surprised that they weren't already favored at home over Denver. I kind of mm-hmm. think these teams are pretty similar. So given no home field, I get it. But I, I made this about one and a half in favor of the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, I think the situation here is negative for the Raiders because they're going to have a really short week after yep. playing in Cleveland on Monday. And it's uh, been a chaotic, uh, really, couple months for the Raiders. And, uh, you know, a lot of the players and coaches are upset about the situation in Cleveland with having to play Monday. Uh, the, the Westgate had a look-ahead look line here of Raiders minus two and a half against the Broncos, which okay. 
I thought was more realistic. I, I would I would make the Raiders at least two point favorites in a spot, especially if Drew Locke is a quarterback. Broncos were bad today. They were bad, and that was okay with me because I played the Bengals. Uh, but I don't think you can make the Broncos road favorites here. And uh, you start at picking, and I think you move it up to Raiders minus one and a half or two, and that's probably where the line's going to settle. Yep. Depending on what happens Monday in Cleveland. Hey, at some point, there have been rumors about this. At some point, do you think Marcus Mariota gets a shot at quarterback? You could. The Raiders may be headed toward uh, a parting of the ways with Derek Carr in the offseason. Do you give Marcus Mariota a shot here down the stretch? It's an interesting conversation to be had only because do you tank the value of Derek? I think Derek Carr would actually be a somewhat tempting trade piece for some of these teams that think they're a quarterback away, a Washington football team type team, right? Um, And especially in a draft that is not very quarterback heavy. So maybe you don't want to do that mainly because you just don't want to tank his value. But then leaving him out there to suck. Might also take his value, right? We got two more games to talk about. Yep. Uh, Derek Carr did beat Dak Prescott and the Cowboys well, on Thanksgiving. And this is what I wanted to bring up because they uh, they are a ten point favorite on the road. Uh, excuse me, at home against the Washington Football Team. We don't know if Haneke is going to be a, the starter here. He's got COVID and he's on the list. Uh, but twenty eight to thirty seven, two seventeen, five point nine yards per attempt. That was Dak Prescott today. The Cowboys won because of their defense. Micah Parsons and uh, Trayvon Diggs have been great. This has not been a good stretch for this Cowboys offense, though. No, it has not, and also I think the Cowboys won today because the Giants are just incompetent. And uh, the Washington football team right now are catching 11 here at Circa. Yep, and then, of course, Monday night, again, noise all around it, but the Miami Dolphins at the New Orleans Saints opened 3.5, look ahead, with a total of 40 in favor. New Orleans now reopened at 3. We'll see what this is, but uh got to tell you, I think the Dolphins, I was against them today, might be the spot to back them here against New Orleans, though. Taysom Hill is not good. No, he struggled tonight. 9-0, Saints over the Buccaneers. And uh, for those who didn't follow the end of the game, Tom Brady shut out for the first time in 256 games. He had 255 in a row stopped tonight. That's stunning that the Bucs could not get on the scoreboard. Three and a half yards per play for the New Orleans Saints today. Absolutely atrocious. All right, we come back. We get the bowl season with Adam Burke next. is opening lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. Hey, a reminder for all of you, check out the new prop tracker. It's available on vcin.com. Keep up with key NFL props, get current odds, line movement trends, and more. Head it up at vcin.com slash NFL. All right, let's welcome in one of our colleagues here at vcin, Adam Burke. He is, of course, the wonderful, uh, wonderful author of our newsletter every single time you get it in there. So, Adam, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much for the time today. Bowl season, how has it been for you up to this point? Because uh, it's been a fun bowl season. There's been quite a few good games mm-hmm. up to this point as well. High scoring and fun to watch, fun to bet on too. How has it treated you through this early portion? Yeah, you know, so far it's been all right. I did have Coastal Carolina, and, you know, when when a team scores 47 points, you, you kind of expect them to cover just about any number that's out there. But a couple of things I've noticed here so far. Uh, first of all, and, and this probably comes as no surprise to anybody, uh, the MAC is a pathetic defensive conference. Yes. I mean, the, the three teams that have played here so far have looked really, really bad defensively. We've got a few more coming up here this week. And the other thing I've noticed is that teams are not really stacking up physically at the line of scrimmage. I mean, teams are really running the football with tremendous success here so far. So I'm curious to see if that's going to kind of carry over and specifically with the game that we're going to talk about here on Tuesday. Yeah, makes sense. All right, let's so let's go to some of the games and one of the games that we're going to talk about that is on Tuesday, Wyoming, Kent State. Uh, what do you see here? Wyoming opening line was about four. Now we're down to three with a total of 59 and a half. Yeah, you know, this is one of those games that it kind of underscores what I was just talking about of we know that Wyoming wants to run the football. Can Kent State stop the run? Because we haven't seen any MAC team really stop the run here to this point in the bowl season. On the flip side, if Kent State can play from in front, well, Wyoming's going to have a hard time playing catch-up because they do not throw the football well. Even though they only had 221 pass attempts this year, they were tied for 90th in terms of interceptions. So their pass offense is very, very inefficient. So I think this is a really interesting game where Kent State plays at a very high tempo. Wyoming is very methodical. They run the football a lot. They try to take the air out of the ball, stuff like that. So really interesting game here where at least the weather doesn't appear to be that much of a factor up in Boise. Kind of like Kent State first half, but I do worry about maybe the physicality of Wyoming kind of wearing them down in the second half. You know, I don't think a team's had a a season that's been more volatile and wild than Wyoming. When you look Mm -hmm. at a few of the games, 
the Cowboys were 20-point home favorites over New Mexico on October 23rd. They lost the game 14-3. to And you know how mm-hmm. bad that Lobos team is. The same Wyoming team went to Utah State as a six-point dog in the middle of November and blew out the Mountain West champs 44-17. Cowboys came home the next week as a two-touchdown favorite over Hawaii and got routed 38-14. to mm-hmm. This is a very difficult team to predict, talking about Wyoming. Let's uh, go to another Mountain West team that I just mentioned, San Diego State. Adam, you and I were on the same page here. I like Texas-San Antonio as a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite in uh, this game in Texas. But then Sincere McCormick, uh, the, the best offensive player in this game, running back for the Roadrunners, opted out. And now we have uh, some apparent issues on the UTSA side. And now San Diego State has flipped to a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite. Yeah, so it looks like here, based on what the beat writer is saying from the San Antonio Express News, nine significant contributors missed the team's final full practice on Sunday. So that's probably why this line did shift. We wind up with a flip favorite scenario here. I actually really like the UTSA in this game as well, because look, if you take away their two games against Western Kentucky, where you've got Bailey Zappi and you've got that Hilltoppers offense that just throws the ball all over the yard, they only gave up 5.1 yards per play defensively in their other games. They're very good at stopping the run. We know that San Diego State is a very, very limited offense. They can't throw the ball. They run it relatively well, but they're very low in terms of yards per play. So I like UTSA a lot in this game, but it appears that along with McCormick sitting out, maybe there are some COVID issues. Maybe there's some eligibility issues. We're going to get into that now as well during the bowl season. Now that, you know, the the fall and winter semesters are over, they've taken finals, all that kind of thing. So it looks like UTSA has some personnel concerns here for this one. I still think they're a very good team and a very well-coached team with Jeff Trailer but obviously some things that we need to find out some more about before this game kicks off. All right, let's go to Missouri and uh, Army then. Uh, Army right now, Adam, a four-point favorite, total of 57 or 57 and a half, so some move here, right? Open three in favor of Army, and the total opened at 60 and a half. Missouri, if you look at it from an EPA per play standpoint, one of the worst run defenses in the country, how do they match up here? Yeah, I don't think they match up very well here at all. Missouri, 119th in the country in yards per carry allowed, and as you mentioned, from an EPA standpoint, they don't really line up that well either. Obviously for Army, you know, look, I mean, not a great performance for them against Navy. They'd certainly like to remove that bad taste from their mouths before they go into the offseason. Four does seem like a big number here with Army just because of you know the way that their games are played, the way that they perform offensively and all of that. But for me, it would be Army or nothing here. I don't think Missouri is super excited about this game either. You know, they have to prep for the option. That's not something that's very enjoyable. They're used to playing those SEC caliber teams. I, it'd be Army or nothing for me, but I really don't know if I'm going to have a play on this one, guys. All right. Yeah, we need to fix that graphic that's up here on the screen. It says Army 11 and a half. Not the case. It's uh, Army is a four-point favorite, three and a half at DraftKings in that Missouri Army Bowl game. How about uh, one of my favorite bowl games, the Hawaii Bowl on uh, Christmas Eve? Yep. And, uh, again, I played. I laid six and a half with Memphis here. I talked about Siobhan Cordero a lot last week and the big game he had at Wyoming in the regular season finale. Then he stunned a lot of people by entering the transfer portal and leaving for San Jose State, team's top running back. D.D. Hunter also transferring. Seems like a lot of the players want Todd Graham ousted as coach. Uh, considering all the dissension on the Hawaii side, this, not, this line has moved up to circa at Memphis minus nine. Uh, so we actually had an opener of around four up to nine. Are you in on Memphis here on uh, on, uh, Christmas Eve, Adam? Yeah, this is one that I played earlier on at Mm -hmm. the six and a half, the same kind of area where you got this number. Uh, Eight and a half, nine. I mean, look, I still think it's it's Memphis or nothing in this game because the reason why this line's taken off, along with the transfers that you talked about, uh, a lot of dissension, it seems, in that Hawaii program. A lot of negative press reports coming out about about Todd Graham, about how he's handling this program. Some other players apparently wanting to get out as well, including uh, the freshman class that he brought in here for this season. So looks like a lot of problems here for Hawaii. The obvious worry with any team going to Honolulu is, you know, are they focused on the game? Are they worried about the bowl game? Or are they worried about having a vacation? One thing I will say for the Tigers here, quarterback Seth Hennigan, who was hurt most of the second half of the season, You would think that he'll be as healthy as he's been in a long period of time here. Mm -hmm. Hawaii going with the backup quarterback who didn't play much during the regular season. I still think even at this number, it's Memphis or nothing. But 
obviously important to uh, you know grab those early lines whenever you can. Yep. Well, speaking of grabbing those early lines, right? This was one of the first big movers on, on information at the bowl season. Oh, this is one of the biggest moves I've ever seen in a bowl game. In Western Michigan and yeah. Nevada. Nevada originally about a six and a half point favorite at the open, but Jay Norvell decides to go to Colorado State for a lot more money. Raids the roster too. Uh, and Carson Strong decides a smart move. Let's get ready for the NFL draft. And so now Nevada goes from a six and a half point favorite to a seven point underdog. Adam, has the line the pendulum swung too far in the other direction? Is their value now in the Wolfpack here against Western Michigan? Yeah, I think this line has swung too far. I mean, I talked about it earlier in the segment here. The, the MAC is just a pathetic defensive conference. They they have a lot of issues matching up in the bowl season overall. Historically, they've been one of the worst conferences to bet on during the bowl season. I think at this point in time, I know you don't have Carson Strong. You've got a coaching staff in turmoil. But Vitawa, who's going to be the interim head coach here for Nevada, uh, showing my age, I remember when he played you know, about a decade or so ago mm-hmm. and was a very good running back for the Wolfpack. I think they show up for him here in this one. And also a really interesting player who's the backup quarterback in Nate Cox. He's 6'9", yeah. 255 pounds, and apparently can run a little bit along mm-hmm. with throwing. So that could be a little bit of a surprise here. I mean, we saw Utah State win with their third-string quarterback the other night. Uh, maybe Nevada can kind of pull off an upset here in the quick lane bowl themselves. Yeah, by the way, that's uh, that's an accurate scouting report because he's 6'9", and I have seen him run. <laughs> uh, so there's no doubt about that. All right, let's get to, uh, by the way, Western Michigan had a really good win in September when uh, the Broncos yep. beat Pitt and Kenny Pickett on the road 44-41. to How about Louisville and the Air Force? And uh, the Cardinals, one, one-and-a-half-point favorites in most spots. It seems like, to me, this is going to be a tough matchup uh, for the Cardinals. Maybe Air Force should be the favorite here. But what, are you, what do you say, Adam? Yeah, you know, a lot of these bowl moves I agree with that we saw early on in the process. But this is one that I really don't. You know, I think Air Force is an extremely well-coached team. Obviously, we know the service academies are very disciplined. Really, for Louisville, their offense is Malik Cunningham, and that's it. I mean, whether he breaks contain, makes something happen, whether he makes a good throw, something like that, he is their entire offensive team. And he's going to have to be really efficient here against Air Force, where you know there's a limited number of possessions coming in this game with the Service Academy. Service Academies are very good against the spread during the bowl season, typically. I don't agree with this line move here, making Louisville the favorite. I think Air Force should be the favorite in this one. And this is one that... I'd probably just go ahead and play the money line as opposed to taking the plus one, plus one and a half with the Falcons. All right. Name is Adam Burke. Skating Tripods is the Twitter handle. And, of course, go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Sign up for those newsletters, and you'll get his work in your inbox every single day. Adam, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Take care. Got it. Yeah, again, Louisville. Yeah, up to a one and a half point favorite. Total 55 and a half in that matchup there. He clipped, too, because the Falcons did open up as about a one point favorite. Yeah, and I thought that was right. I thought they were the rightful favorites in that game. Great job. By Adam Burke tonight and in the VSIN College Bowl betting day. Yep, we wrap it up. We got four football games that have to be played in the NFL this week. Let's discuss. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth match of analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college ball betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I was out for a week. It's going to happen. Working my way back. You know what I mean? You know it. You got your two boys at home now, Diego, Dimitri. One of those kids might grow up be an NBA handicapper, be like Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods. That's right. Wow. Father and son, teach your, teach your kid uh, your professional trade. Have you thought force about him. that? No, force him to do it, yeah. Have force you had Diego, handy, the older kid, Diego, handicapping or watching NBA games? Yeah, he's getting there. He, uh, he, uh, he, recognizes, he recognizes the sports, and that's, you know, that's the first step. Yeah. The first step. So it ultimately leads to my goal of taking a picture with him back to back like this, and you know what I mean. I wanted to do that with you, but you never you wanted a, to do it for you the do edge. A father and son, so <laughs> yeah. uh, someday. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that, we're not going to talk about Tiger and his son, who apparently were ripping up the course today. Um, Shot a fifty-seven today, I believe. Wow, good for them. Anyway, National Football League. We still have four games that have yet to be played in this week of the NFL. We will get two tomorrow and two on Tuesday. So let's discuss those very quickly as we look ahead to what will be. First up on the rotation, 333-334, would be the Las Vegas Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. So we're sitting at three right now in favor of Cleveland with a total of 41 for tomorrow. And as I mentioned this with Vinny, and if you weren't with us earlier, you can check out VinnySpotVeason.com slash podcast and Visa.com in general. Everything archived up there once the shows are over. You know, the market moves on information, right? And it moves on information even though it's in the tea leaves that maybe this event is going to happen. Case in point, it does sound pretty positive that Baker Mayfield could be available tomorrow. Now, he had the quote he was praying for a negative test, right? Uh, but it sounds like you could get Baker Mayfield in the fold. Regardless, if he does play humans, the market will react, and I would assume they're going to go off as like a four, four-and-a-half-point favorite, the Cleveland Browns potentially, if that is the case. But I feel like this number is telling you that Mayfield is probably going to be out there sitting at three. Yeah, I think at three, uh, the Browns might be playable. Anything more than three, no no. Chance I would weigh the points with the Browns here because I've said this many times. I still uh, feel the same way. The Browns are better off with Case Keenum at quarterback than they are with a banged-up Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. A 10-point line move in the NFL is extremely rare. But that's what we had in this game. You had the Browns six-and-a-half-point favorites. It flipped all the way to Browns plus four uh, with all the COVID chaos that happened with uh, the Cleveland side. Uh, You know, usually if you see – a 7- to 10-point line move in the NFL. That's only when Aaron Rodgers misses a game to injury for the Packers. Yep. Uh, but that's what we saw here. I thought that was too much. I was prepared to play the Browns at plus 4. I did bet the Browns on the money line at plus 140, and that bet's still live uh, because of where I bet it. Uh, that The house rules with that book have an 8-day rule. Uh, the Raiders, they limp into this game 1-5 in their past 6. Yep. I assume Darren Waller is still going to be out Monday. He was he was going to miss the Saturday game. Yep. Uh, official diagnosis, official designation is questionable for those out there. Yeah, the Raiders tight end injured his knee in the Thanksgiving Day win at Dallas. So in the in the Raiders five losses, I talked about one and five over the past six. The offense has averaged thirteen point four points. Uh, that's pretty meager. Uh, I think you're probably going to see a low scoring game tomorrow. But again, with so many players out, or we don't know who's going to be on. On the field, on offense and defense, on either side, um, I'm going to wait till the morning to decide whether or not I want to play this again. But I do have a pretty good Browns money line price in my pocket. Yeah, 
And look, so some of the news around this, right, outside of just Baker Mayfield, Wyatt Teller was activated today off of the COVID list, so that's a good news for the offensive line. But Jedrick Wills, Jarvis Landry still in protocol. We do know that Nick Chubb is still active at this point. So with Teller back, maybe you see, you know, a relatively solid offense for the Cleveland Browns out there. Mm -hmm. And statistically, the Raiders have been an average to below average team against the run this year. So it just, it doesn't, for me, it, it looks like it doesn't really set up well. For the Las Vegas Raiders in this matchup, like you said, three would potentially be playable. You're also gambling, right? Because if you're going to lay three and then Baker Mayfield's ruled out, I don't think that means it's over for the Browns. It just means you're going to be sitting on three and this yeah. is going to close one, right? And that's yeah. that's kind of a problem for you. But regardless, uh, I wouldn't be punted on the Cleveland Browns despite all the COVID issues given the matchup here. And by the way, Las Vegas Raiders, you mentioned it, Darren Waller. It's not just him. Trayvon Mullen and Denzel Perryman are going to miss the game for yeah. Las Vegas. So not perfectly healthy there. So we go from that. To the first original Monday night matchup, which would be the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Bears have their own COVID issues to deal with, too, here. Uh, so, it's again, a lot of noise, but you're talking about a lot of key guys on the uh, COVID list for the Chicago Bears. This number right now, Minnesota, most spots, 6.5 with a total of 44.5. And, and I always say this. We talk about this a lot. If you're out there and you're like, Bears, COVID issues, bet against them, <laughs> right? Browns, COVID issues, yeah. bet against them. These absences are baked into the number, and you and I have talked about this so many times this year. Time and time again, you see that the pendulum swings a little too far, and actually it's the other side that covers. Most recent point, right? The Rams had all these COVID issues, right? Going into that Cardinals game on Monday night. Yeah. Who won that game outright? Oh, the Rams did. I stuck stuck with my Rams about that night. I said, I I hate this. You know, it's a lot of bad news on the Rams' side, especially with Jalen Ramsey being out, but I've always felt like he's a little bit overrated. Anyway, uh, as a cover corner. And, you know, in general, I think the public overreacts to stars being mm-hmm. sidelined. How much of an impact has Von Miller made on the Rams' defense? Not much. But you I know, know his name. You know, you talked you talk about the big names with the Rams. It's still about the depth of the roster, and the Rams have actually been pretty fortunate with uh, the lack of injuries they've had this season. But, you know, the Cardinals have been fading fast here lately, too, and that played a role in that game, Kyler Murray was not good. DeAndre Hopkins had a key drop. You know, the, the Cardinals have been kind of falling apart. That's uh, getting off subject a little bit. I just think the um, uh, I think the COVID issues are always going to lend to overreactions in the betting market, or at least more often than not going to lead to overreactions. Mm-hmm. So we move to Tuesday then because yeah. we get two games here. Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams front and center with the COVID protocol for the most part because uh, you have the, the key guys, right, when you're talking about uh, what the Rams are dealing with. Uh, Tyler Higby, we talked about Von Miller, Jordan Fuller, Havenstein along the offensive mm-hmm. line too. But the Rams right now, if you're looking at the number on the board, uh, you're talking about still seven with a total of 45 and a half. Jalen Ramsey activated back. But the other thing too is the Seahawks are having their own COVID issues that they're dealing yeah, with at this right. point right now that are coming back to bite them. So we'll see if that's going to be an effect with Seattle as we get closer to kickoff tomorrow. But the Rams holding steady is a seven-point favorite. Probably should be. Rams are kind of at a little bit of a high here with their last two games winning and covering. And the Seahawks have been disjointed, to say the least. Uh, they certainly have, and I think Russell Wilson's got one foot out the door. Um, I know the Den- like Denver Broncos are planning on making a big play for him in the offseason. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but it looks like the Pete Carroll-Russell Wilson uh, team is going to be broken up in the offseason. But uh, I-, I still have a problem weighing these points with the Rams because they're off of such a big division win yep. at Arizona on Monday night. And Matthew Stafford, I said, played potentially or possibly – the best game of his career, considering the circumstances and the fact that he played that well against a team with a winning record, and we know what his record was against winning teams, bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I have a hard time laying these points with the Rams and expecting them to play uh, sort of like the A game in back-to-back weeks. Yep. And then Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. And Philly's one of those teams mm-hmm. that I think we're kind of at this point where their their market rating is really at like an all-time high. And then you're getting the COVID issues mixed into this as well. But we have seen the market kind of come back here a little bit. Philly is now a six-and-a-half-point six favorite with a total of 42. And again, talk about COVID issues, all these things surrounding the Washington football team, including the quarterback, Tyler Henneke, who is on the COVID list. Garrett Gilbert looks like he might be the guy. Yeah, and that's uh, problematic for the football team. Washington catching six and a half at Philly and then going to Dallas and catching 11. Right mm-hmm. now, the current numbers here at Circus Sports in uh, those two games for Washington. Maybe you can explain this. I don't know how it does the NFL or the TV networks any good to put both games on Tuesday in the same kickoff time. 
Why are the Seahawks and Rams kicking off at 4 p.m. Pacific and Washington Philly kicking off at 4 p.m. at the same time? I'm sure it's some sort of regional TV yeah. uh, rule that's in place, but it does nobody good. Why, why would the networks not want these team, these games staggered? And why would the NFL not want these games staggered? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think you have an explanation for I this. I think they're both Fox games, so that's why. Well, still, and yeah. it doesn't benefit Fox to have two games instead of one. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know because, like we said, like you talked about, right? Tomorrow, it's uh, NFL Network and then ABC, ESPN, but those are three hours apart. So maybe it's just the same network thing. I don't know. But I'm with you. If you're Fox, don't it. you want the Philly game at four and then the uh, the game in LA at seven thirty? You know what I can tell you? Uh, there are a lot of weeks where today, like uh, I'll have a bet for next week, right? Already. I don't think I'm going to touch anything for next week. Oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, chaos makes this very difficult. Oh, the COVID chaos makes this very difficult uh, to sometimes bet these numbers uh, ahead of time. Yep, and uh, we'll see. But uh, even some of these other teams that are dealing with this, man, uh, injuries are piling up for other teams as well, like the Bucks today too. So well, The flip side is if you guess right and you get lucky, oh. you can have some great closing line value and you can play both sides of a game like this. But That's what it's all about. You just have, it's, a, it's a guessing game. Closing line, that doesn't sound as sexy. Closing line value is what it's all about. I think Brent would put that on T-shirts. All right, we're all done. Edge is back tomorrow, of course, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, until then, though, stick around because we've got plenty of programming left here at Visa and the Esports Betting Network. Stick around for the look ahead. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.